Strengths Communicator Training is for individuals who want to enhance their skills to help others understand the unique behaviors of strength. We believe anyone interested in understanding how their strengths interact and behave at a deeper level, well, they could really benefit from this. But especially if you're working in an organizational context that values the language and philosophy of strengths and has made a commitment to function out of your areas of greatest strength. In August of 2019, we finished our 2019 summer cohort of Strengths Communicator Training in Minneapolis. 14 dedicated participants finished their four days of intensive training by sharing what they learned with the group. This cohort model is designed to offer some classroom-type instruction, but mostly centers around conducting 10 to 12 individual strengths interviews with friends, family members, colleagues, whoever they can find to do this. We do this so that participants can learn to listen for the talents behind the names of strength, as well as develop their own interview style and voice. On the podcast today, you'll get to hear our president and founder, Brian Schubring, share a few of the things he has learned from this group of strengths communicators, as well as share three things that anybody, anywhere, can benefit from as it relates to the work of strengths. They're critical for developing your own strengths mindset. Be patient in allowing the other person to tell you what their strengths mean, to give you examples. Be patient in your listening and ask some leading questions to get that part, that, that individual to talk more. And so wait for the surprise. Just kind of anticipate being surprised by someone's explanation of their strength or the example of where they see that strength most alive or where that strength um, is serving someone else. You know, whatever question you're asking, like, let that element of surprise be there. And you'll be thinking to yourself, I've never heard it that way. or I've never heard someone use that strength in that context before. Allow this process to create some self-reflection for yourself. everyone. My name is Nathan Freeberg, and you are listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, where we share our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of a strengths-based approach to people, teams, and culture. For resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your entire organization, visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. Before we get into the episode here today, we'd like to ask you to subscribe and share it. I know you haven't heard it yet, but if you find value from this content or anything that we do, we'd appreciate it if you would subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. We're also on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, even the TuneIn app, which is a thing that you can listen to on Alexa and a host of others. But more than that, please share the podcast and our other resources with anyone you think might benefit from going deeper into our strengths-based approach to individuals, teams, and organizational development. Okay, so here's my conversation with Brian Schubring, recapping our most recent strengths communicator training and sharing how being patient, listening, and reflecting will help you develop your curiosity when it comes to the language of strengths. Enjoy. Hey, Brian, good morning. Good morning. How are you today as you drink that big thing of water? It's actually these little tiny little Fiji waters that I told oh, right. one of the hotels that were square, The square bottle. Yeah, yeah they yeah. don't roll around on the airplane. You can lay them on the floor <laughs> and they kind of stay right by your feet. That's, That's true. Why you I got like the square Fiji bottles. That's good. You guys are leaving to go somewhere. Yeah, we're even, leaving. I don't even today. know where you're going. Okay. We're going out to a wedding in Colorado. Oh, we're in Colorado. So, I'm not sure exactly where the wedding even is. I don't even know where we're staying. I hope it's uh, like the place where 
where Steph went, like up okay. by Breckenridge or something. Yeah, that's a fun. That's a fun. That's a fun part of the country. Not it's not as cool as Oregon, but I guess not. No, everything. I've been reading that. Not Oregon everything is can one be of the Oregon. Great Brian. places to go mm-hmm. that they may have some of the best summer temperatures in the entire country as far as See? moderation is concerned. I would I would agree with that. But hey, we are not here to talk about the weather as much as <laughs> Minnesotans love to do that. We're here to talk about strengths communicator training. You just finished the third and fourth day of the Strengths Communicator cohort for the summer here, 2019, and I'm excited to talk to you about it. Just this is a new thing that we're doing, some like on-the-fly learnings. It just wrapped up like less than 24 hours ago, and so this is fresh in your mind, Brian. And what I'd like to do first, uh, just to kind of catch everybody up to speed, and I'll be on the same page, is what is Strengths Communicator training? At a high level, give us just like the really quick elevator pitch of what that is. Strengths Communicator Training is a professional training that we offer to professionals who are seeking to integrate a behavior-based approach to applying strength to the people that they're working with, some of the teams that they're engaged in, any people that have any organizational influence and have asked themselves, how do I take the application of strengths beyond what I have right now? And the reason why people come to us for this training is because in some way they've heard or experienced um, how it is that we primarily focus on the talents of each strength and use those as the primary indicators of you know, how a strength shows up, how it presents itself, um, what are some of the sensory ways that you can pick up on someone's strength. And, and so that's what it is that we're trying to do with the Strengths Communicator training. And another one of the key uh, elements of application for our training is that we do use a cohort-based model where Leadership Vision does some of the primary training for days one and two. Then there's a five to eight week practicum where all the participants seek to to have 10 to 12 one-to-one conversations. Then we come back together for two days. And that two day, uh, the third and fourth day of the training, that's where the participants are all teaching what it is that they're learning. So it's two days of teaching, but instead of leadership vision staff doing the teaching it's the members of the cohort that are doing the teaching and that really expands and deepens not just the learning but application because nathan as you can imagine if you have 14 people that are sitting around a table they come from 14 different contexts and so the amount of integration that we can do from a cultural perspective or a very practical perspective is pretty broad yeah i can imagine like when you're bringing that number of different people together you get some really interesting learning, interesting feedback, all those personalities and strengths and all that stuff together. What was this group like? Just <laughs> kind of generally speaking, were they were they chatty? Were they quiet? Were they really gregarious? Were they uh, what were they like? I always love hearing these stories about kind of the personality yeah. of these cohorts and how they emerge. Yeah, that's great because we have no idea. <laughs> what right, because it's a bunch of random people <laughs> of the group is going to be, you know, you know the like how large the group is doesn't matter because the the personalities uh, tend to come through and with this group in particular we had three or four of our major clients that sent one to three people uh, to this event so we had people coming in pairs from specific organizations and organizations that we know that we've been working with for several years and one of of uh, one of our clients that we have just met uh, he wanted to send two of his people through and the CEO wanted to go through himself so there were three from there. We also had some independent consultants that were here, people who own businesses. We had several coaches. We had a college student, and it was 
just so dynamic. So you have a 19-year-old sophomore at university to people in their mid-50s. So you have not only the broad age range, but you have great diversity in career, uh, different organizations, um, and just different levels of cultural diversity here too, which really made this group very dynamic just because there were so many different angles and so many different perspectives being presented throughout the four days of training that that just added to this this mix. The, the learning was very, very deep. So how did this group work together? I mean, part of the reason that we do a cohort model is to learn from each other. So what was that part of the experience like? This group, um, there was something very unique about this group. They showed up to work. Uh, not that all the groups don't work, but there was just something... Um, very uh, deliberate about how this group showed up. They were on time. They had all their materials uh, set out. They were anxious to get the learning started. Um, and they just didn't seem to ever let up on, on the gas like that. You know, for our breaks, they were back before the break was officially over. They were willing to take half-hour lunches. We typically go 45 or 60 minutes on that. And they just weren't you know, you didn't get the sense that they were trying to mine the store somewhere else, but they were totally and, and fully present. There was this sense in the room, and I do believe that it's just from the professional makeup of this group. They really knew that this is hard work. Like, there's nothing that's really, you can't just dial this style in. Um, you can't just show up and go. Uh, they realize that they're kind of carrying this weight on their shoulders that this is important work, and they, and they also aligned on that value that this work is really drawing out the unique identity of people, that they had the potential to change people's lives through these conversations. And they took that very seriously. So you had this intensity to the group that was really fun to work with. That's awesome. What stood out to you? What were some, what were some of the highlights? And I'm curious here, anything from like big moments of learning to just funny stories to... I don't know, something funny happened over lunch. Like, I'm just kind of curious. Uh, and then we'll get a little bit deeper into like some specific learning takeaways, but any just kind of fun general highlights? Because I'm asking this because it is a community. It is a cohort. It is a group of people coming together to learn, to work hard, as you said. So any kind of big picture highlights aside from the fact that they were hard workers? Yeah, one of the highlights that I have from this group is that they were laughing and joking the whole time. So That's they had this important. immediate camaraderie. Yes. And anytime you can get that kind of positivity influencing the room, it not only lightens the learning, but it intensifies the learning. So there was that side. So we had a lot of laughter here, but there was also this sense of understanding of the participants understanding the importance of how to show up to the conversations. And by how we show up, uh, this is one example that's a highlight for me. Um, one of the members talked about cognitive bias. And so we don't intentionally bring up cognitive or cultural bias. We know that we all bring it, but we never talk about it as a topic. And so one of the participants, he was talking about this, and he just realized, you know, that during these one-to-one -one conversations, I have to almost, on this ongoing way, deal with my own cultural bias and my own presupposition on what I think this strength should sound like. And so he just said that out, out loud when he was presenting one of the people that he had had a one-on-one -on -one conversation. That just kind of erupted um, another longer conversation in the room about what it means to 
accept, number one, that we have bias. Number two, that, that we have interpersonal bias, we have personality bias, we have cultural bias. And then to drop it down into the work that we're doing, we even have a bias around strengths. Sometimes people come to the table with a lot of history working with strength. And so they've had positive experiences with certain strengths and negative experiences with certain strengths. That creates a bias. Uh, People may have made some assumptions about how a certain strength might appear. That's a bias. We spent a lot of time talking or just weaving this other theme through, and and that is relational bias. Um, If we're in relationship with someone and we know them and the strengths that they have and how that relational bias of that person's strengths can influence how it is that we're listening to somebody else. People kept catching themselves, you know, saying like, I I had to look through a different lens, or I had to take a different approach, or I had to ask another question so that I could listen to them again without accepting my bias, but actually confronting my bias. I'm wondering, is there lots of time spent deconstructing that bias? Uh, hmm. from, from the front, from you guys, or did some of that just happen naturally from the other participants and even them, their own like, you know, aha moments of, oh, I didn't, I didn't realize I thought this way. I need to work to change that perhaps if I want to really move forward and, and be a good uh, receiver and transmitter of this information. Yeah, that discussion was happening primarily on day three and four. Okay. So it was happening during what we call the teachbacks uh, from all the participants. And so this is happening over a three to four minute uh, time frame, but it's happening multiple times through the day. Because once you elicit one of those themes, like cultural bias or relational bias, you can't help but like maybe revisit that or or someone (laughs) even admitting it, like I ran into a bias here. Right, right. So Brian, I was looking up before we started recording, and I think we're at like 20 to 25, 30, somewhere in that range, we'll just call it 25 times that we have hosted these cohorts of strengths communicator training. Are you surprised? Do you learn anything anymore? Like, what is this experience like for you? Any of those like, oh my goodness, I've never thought about this strength or teaching it this way or a participant, you know, gave you a new insight in this process? Oh yeah. Every time we do a strengths communicator (laughs) cohort. I'm learning something, Linda's learning something, there's just something that we're looking forward to every time we come together, with, whether it's someone's practice, yeah. some of the insights that yeah. they come up with. Um, I figured, I figured there was something like that. Yeah. Or just share like a highlight, what's, what's one or two things that, you know, oh wow, the strength of this, I've never thought yeah. about it that yeah. way or something. Yeah, there was one woman in our group and she identified one of her common practices And she said that she was always trying to identify what the person's dominant strength was. And she called that their foundation from which they build up. And she kept saying that, like their foundation is belief and they build up like this. Their foundation is is belief and and they build up their includer on that foundation. So she, in her mind, visually saw one dominant strength. Not right. their number one, but the one that okay. they use the most as the foundation upon which everything else is built. So I was also fascinated by the way she taught that back because she mm. said, you know, responsibility and achiever are built up from the strength of belief. Sure. Their strength of includer is built up from the foundation of belief. So she kept tying those together because as we believe, no strength works alone. And she kept right. tying it back to that one foundational belief the strength of belief. I just love that approach because that really makes sense to the listener. Yeah. 
made sense to me, and I was right. listening to her teach, right. and it also made sense t- to the group of just yeah. thinking visually, which one strength is the foundation? Right. Huh. I've never, I've never thought about it that way. But yeah, I, I think strengths don't work alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is one that probably is sort of that bedrock. Yep. For me, it's probably ideation. Yep. For you, it's probably connectedness. If connectedness I had to guess, for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, huh. That'd be an interesting activity for us to do with our team. What? Anything else? Any other? Like epiphanies, yeah. One of the women in in the group, uh, she mentioned how it was that she was feeling at the end of these conversations, and so she um, admitted that there were several feelings that she was going through when it was over, and she chose to address those with the person that she was having the one to one conversation with, which I also <laughs> felt really interested in because she's saying, "Well, I felt surprised," or "I felt." ill at ease and I felt curious and so she would say what these feelings were which started a whole nother conversation with the cohort about how strengths are sensory and they do elicit an emotion in other people so we talked about how our emotions play a role in how it is that we're feeling because I asked her like how long were you feeling that she's like well after about 10 minutes so she'd like live with that feeling for 40 minutes before bringing it up but she felt comfortable enough to bring up how she was feeling with the person that she was talking to. We'll be right back. At Leadership Vision Consulting, we have spent 23 years helping individuals explore the depth and dimension of their personal strengths and have helped hundreds of teams build positive culture. We're excited to now announce our new online membership platform that brings together the resources, community, and motivation that you need to grow your influence and build a positive team culture. Through our courses, workshops, live Q&A sessions, and more, you'll gain the skills and confidence you need to lead effectively. And with our supportive community of like-valued leaders, you'll never feel like you're doing it alone. Visit leadershipvisionconsulting.com slash community to learn more. Yeah, that's really, really interesting. I, I think more of us should pay attention to those uh, <laughs> to those feelings and how that impacts that, that whole process that we go through. Uh, let's do one more. I think you've got one more. What is it? Yeah, as you know, we we all use our theme print exercise uh, mm-hmm. to get at the which behaviors of the strengths are actually showing up within an individual. And we recommend that the participants uh, send out or the cohort m- members send out the theme print ahead of time before they have their one-to-one conversation. Yeah. And then the people that they're conducting the conversation with bring the completed theme print back with them. Uh, there was one individual in our group, and she didn't do it that way. What she did was she set aside the first 15 minutes of her 60-minute conversation as a time when the theme print was filled out so she could watch that. And so she observed the person uh, filling out the theme print. And what she did is instead of giving them the theme print stapled, she gave them the theme print unstapled. So she would hand the theme print to the participant unstapled. And so once they were through with the theme print, she would ask them to then put the strengths in order based upon how many of the circles that they had shaded in. And if you're interested in what a theme print is, I'm sure Nathan can give you yes. some notes on, on I that. Will. But that. I will share practice, something in the show notes. Yep, for sure. But that practice, I think, is really, really helpful for a person to get at you know, what their functional order is too. Brian, this is all good stuff. I love hearing. I love hearing that you're still curious about all this and and like aware of what's new and different. And I'm sure you're going to incorporate that into the next time or the next group that we work with. What are one to three takeaways? Very 
let's call them simple, actionable things that anybody listening to this today can go do right now or the next time they're having a strengths conversation um, or even as they reflect on their own strengths? Yeah, the first one that came to mind, and this was a theme that came up in the fourth day. And whether you're having a one-to-one conversation with someone or you're working with a team or whatever it is, when you're having a conversation where the topic is someone's strengths, this was the key takeaway from the last couple days. And that was be patient. And what we meant by that is be patient in allowing the other person to tell you what their strengths mean, to give you examples. Be patient in your listening and ask some leading questions to get that part, that, that individual to talk more. And so the opposite of that is to try to jump in and like fill in some of the information that you know about that, that theme of strength. But yesterday, the one of the biggest learnings was the more patient I was, the more beautiful that strength was. And so that was a really interesting connection there. And that kind of ties into the second takeaway. So the first one is be patient, listen, they'll tell you all about their strength. And the second one kind of ties into that. Um, wait for the surprise. Just kind of Ooh, anticipate like being surprised by someone's explanation of their strength or the example of where they see that strength most alive or where that strength um, is serving someone else. You know, whatever question you're asking, like let that element of surprise be there. And you'll be thinking to yourself, I've never heard it that way. or I've never heard someone use that strength in that context before. So that's the element of surprise. So if you're having the conversation, that's the second thing, be surprised. And the third is allow this process to create some self-reflection for yourself. Yeah, I think that's really important because we can always jump to the next thing, but ask yourself, what did I learn about a strength today? What did I learn about that person today? And then to do some reflection of, you know, well, how am I going to interact with that person next time I'm with them? How is the information that you gained in that hour-long conversation going to impact your relationship with that individual or how you can help that individual grow or what might be the next time you talk with them, what might be the point that you're going to bring up when you talk to them next. But allow this to shape your unique perspective on that person too, because we always talk about you know, that strengths are a lens through which we interpret the world around us, interpret our teams, and interpret the people that we are in relationship with. We say that, I think it's a little bit more difficult to actually allow that to happen. And so that's what I'm saying is in your reflection, let your lens of understanding, you know, be influenced by what it is that you're learning. Right. So to recap that, so be patient, which I think is like a good, Mm -hmm. a good tip for any aspect of life. Yeah. Uh, Right. I mean, seriously, be surprised. So intentionally look for like what's new, what's different, what haven't you heard before. And then the third one is just um, self-reflect. So use your learnings, not just for that other person, but to reflect back on yourself. There might be different strengths, totally different contexts, but what do you take away from that? How do you, how do you learn from that? So that's, that's good stuff, Brian. That's good stuff. Anything else? Any, any final thoughts on this training? Our next one starts in January of 2020. So if, if this is interesting to you, yeah. Yep, Check if out you're our listening website. to this and you're curious, um, we have dates posted on our website. Uh, January and is the first two days of the cohort, and then March is the second two days mm-hmm. of the cohort. So those are posted. So if you're interested, uh, please contact us. We'd love to have a brief conversation with you. Absolutely. Uh, and we, I should add that we, we do two a year, one in the winter, one in the summer. So if you're listening to this you know, and you've missed the date that we just mentioned, uh, go look at our website. There's always uh, the next one coming up. 
Well, Brian, have a great trip to Colorado. Uh, are you going to do any skiing while you're there? <laughs> no. Kidding. There's no skiing in August in Colorado. Maybe I have a there 20, is. I, I don't have a know. 20-mile run that I have to figure out where I'm going to do. So I'm going to be on Google Maps and trying to figure out where my long run's going to be. Good. Take that little oxygen bag with you or something. That's what I'm excited about is okay. running at altitude wherever wherever we're going. I can't remember, well, but wherever that is, it takes, it's going to be high. It takes three weeks to adapt, so you are going to be No, hurting. it doesn't. It sure does. It sure does. Before, or to get any of the benefits of training at altitude, it's going to be. You're breaking up. Be like, what was that? I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happened. Okay, Brian. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, where we share our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of a strengths-based approach to people, teams, and culture. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your entire organization, that's everybody as it is on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. If you found value from this episode or any of our content, we'd appreciate it if you would subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, the TuneIn, if you have an Alexa, you know what that is, or a whole bunch of others. You can also subscribe to our email list. We put out stuff about once a week, so you can always stay up to date on whatever we're doing. But more than that, please share the podcast and our other resources with anyone you think might benefit from going deeper into our strengths-based approach to individual team, and organizational development. I'm Nathan Freeberg, and on behalf of our entire team, oh wait, one more thing. We would love to hear from you. If you would like to be featured on the podcast, send me an email, nathan at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. I want to hear how you're using strengths, either personally, professionally, organizationally, whatever it is. It doesn't have to be long, five, 10 minutes, just a short interview. Don't worry if you're not technical, I will help you figure that out but send me an email and we'll get you on here. Okay, now for the closing. I'm Nathan Freeberg, and on behalf of our entire team, thanks for listening.